the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. times for sure yelp and twitter having very bad weeks can i call them kind of business 2.0 or internet 2.0 stocks that just aren't facebook and that's showing to be a problem how big we'll find out in the coming weeks and months to see if they're able to reverse their slide joining me now chris siaccia tech editor thestreet.com how are you chris i'm doing great today rob how you doing you're doing better than Yelp, right? A little bit better than Yelp this morning. So let's get to it. Apple. Um, they started off the week pretty strong. The stock and aftermarket looked like it was going to go a couple percentage points higher. They announced a buyback. They announced great sales of the phone. What's not to like about their earnings report, Chris? The only thing that I can see that you know the sources that I've talked to and what people on the street are thinking is that the iPad is it's still a struggling business the replacement cycle is a lot longer than anybody originally anticipated you know there's really no reason to to go out and replace your iPad if you've bought one in the past 3 or 4 years and Apple is kind of almost hurting itself here a little bit because they're constantly updating and refreshing it so I mean, you're not going to go out and buy a PC every year, but you but you do with the phone. So you know, it remains to see, you know, whether the uh, the iPad business, you know, becomes as big as Apple thinks it is. And they actually, but they, you know, kind of had a little caveat today or a little announcement um, with IBM and Japan Post today that I just got back from. They're going to bring uh, iPad and uh, iPhone and uh, IBM services to four to five million people in Japan who are elderly to try to expand the market for those services and devices to make the lives of the elderly a little bit better. How do you feel about the the launch of the watch? I think the, the launch of the watch has been a success, but I don't think it's been a rousing success in the way that Apple is used to. Um, Obviously, you know, with a new product, there are always going to be um, supply chain issues and some bumps and bruises. And you, you've seen that with the Wall Street Journal report yesterday that some shipments uh, or that some, you know, the reason supply is a little constrained right now is because of 
one of the because of something in the supply chain. Um, but you know, I was at the event today. I saw a whole bunch of people wearing Apple watches. I've talked to people wearing up or wearing Apple watches. They seem to really like it. So I don't think it's going to be a gangbusters product in the way that we think of the iPhone and iPad launch are. But I think over time, you know, they're you know they're really bullish on this thing. And I think there's a chance by you know by the end of fiscal 2015, you know, they sell somewhere you know around 20 million watches or so. That's expectation, and they could probably meet that if they could manufacture it. Um, I'm hearing they are having some problems with their Taptic engine and some uh, defects in the uh, manufacturing process, which is slowing them down, which, again, that's, that would be bad for Apple. Uh, headline bad, because bottom line bad, it's not going to be that much to them, even if the watch is a big success. It's kind of an interesting uh, PR problem, but not an earnings problem per se. Yeah, I mean, and then this is something that, you know, every company has to deal with when they launch a new product. They have a sole supplier for the Taptic engine, and I suspect that given how humongous Apple's supply chain is, is that they will eventually find somebody else that can produce, produce the Taptic engine for them at the same quality, and so that this won't be an issue, you know, three, six months down the line. I think it's just a, a little blip in the road right now, and it, there's not too much that I would read into it. Okay. What else are you working on right now, Chris? Well, this is something that you and I have talked about a lot, and I think that, you know, the next really big thing for Apple is their developer conference, and I think they're actually going to have, you know, a major announcement at the conference. They're going to unveil their own version of, you know, like a slimmed-down TV bundle, um, you know, whether it's 25, 30 channels for, you know, $30, $40 a month or something like that. You know, they kind of alluded to that on the earnings call. Tim Cook heaped a ton of praise on HBO Now. He also said that, you know, Apple can be at the forefront of this new age in media. And then on the Time Warner earnings call yesterday, Time Warner CEO Jeff Bukes came out and said he's pretty confident that Apple is going to come out with their own slimmed-down bundle. So this is something that I expect to be announced, you know, within the next couple of months. I heard uh analyst... <clears throat> Come out, not an analyst, but a, a Maker Studios executive today announced that TV will be dead in 10 years. And his quote was, I doubt that anyone under 50 will be watching linear TV. Um, what Netflix has done is really opened the door, and that's really, um, YouTube has done it as well. Uh, any person between the age of 5 and 15 that is tied to my family, I, I see them just watching YouTube all day long, incessantly, and they know people that I, I'm like, who's that? PewDiePie? Am I saying that right? So that makes me feel old and out of touch, but what do you think about the argument that TV will be dead in 10 years? I think TV being dead in 10 years is a little bit um, unrealistic. I don't think TV is going to go down without a fight here. But I do think that, you know, over the next five or 10 years, you're going to see the number of people who subscribe to pay TV continue to dwindle. I just interviewed Sling TV's CEO, and we talked about, you know, what the landscape looks like in the next three or five years. And he said, you know, you know, if there's 100 million people in this country who, has, who subscribe to pay TV, you know, maybe a few years from now, maybe that becomes 80 million. And these, you know, kind of new slimmed-down bundles that you get over the Internet, maybe that rises to 30 million. Um, so we're going to continue to see that push 
towards these kinds of bundles, but I don't think pay TV is going to be dead in the next 10 years. It's just going to be severely hurting, and it's going to continue to dwindle, but it's not going to be dead entirely. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the, the head of ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, though, because you are seeing Netflix come up with pretty darn good series. You're seeing Amazon come out with, okay, they've had some hits, but mostly misses. Um, YouTube user-generated content and, you know, something that's kind of cute with the world of radio is getting attacked by podcasts. Um, you know, was it Andy Warhol who said everyone will have their 15 minutes of fame or something along those lines? And with podcast and YouTube, you can have your 15 minutes of fame. It's interesting, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've seen people who, you know, five or ten years ago never would have become a celebrity, and now, you know, 15, 16-year-old boys and girls are making millions of dollars in advertising revenue because they are either hawking products or talking about their days on YouTube, and it's rapidly changing their lives. And, you know, they become these Internet celebrities. They have millions of followers on Twitter or Instagram or whatever platform they're using, and they become, you know, essentially celebrities overnight because of, you know, things like Twitter, YouTube, um, and the way that, you know, content is being consumed right now. Anything else that you want to add to our conversation today? Tech that's popping up, maybe the Elon Musk battery announcement. You have a speculation on that? Yeah, this is a big announcement for today, this Tesla battery announcement. Um, you know, Musk is hinted at it before. He hinted at it in February. When I spoke to Tesla, they confirmed that they would be having an energy storage announcement. I think this is going to be really interesting, um, not just because we all kind of know what it is. They're going to have a battery for consumers as well as businesses, but how does it actually work, and does it actually make our lives better, and does it actually make the environment better? Because you're still getting energy from the grid, and the grid is still pulling energy you know, from unclean sources, whether it's coal or oil. Some of it does come from renewable sources like solar and wind, but that's still a small portion of it. So we're gonna, it'll be interesting to see, and the devil will be in the details, on how this battery actually works and how it actually makes the environment better. Thanks very much. It's Chris Siaccia with TheStreet.com. Any last-second tippings you want to throw out there? Anything you're working on as tech editor? I think, you know, just the next thing that people really need to be concerned about is what's going on with Twitter? What, does Google come out and buy Twitter? I think that, you know, is something we could see potentially happen by the end of the year. Yeah, it's not looking good for the days of Twitter, is it? No, CEO constantly is coming out saying, seat. yeah, when your the CEO is saying, I'm not worried about my job, he probably should be worried about his job. Yeah, he's on the hot seat a little bit. Investors are starting to get a little antsy. Thanks very much. It's Chris Siachi. Yes, I was talking over him. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Um, interesting times, to say the least. You know, Twitter's struggling. Yelp's struggling as well. And someone like Google, who serves advertisements, they could you know, fit a Twitter right into their business model. Keep in mind that they could have fit their Twitter right in their business model long before they came public. And people argued about valuations. Uh, Twitter at $25 billion isn't cheap by any stretch of the imagination, especially now that they're going to have some problems attracting talent uh, because they're not known as a tech company that's making their employees lots of money. And that's one of the things you want to have the ability to do is draw employees. 
So other stories of note out there today, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings, it's been hit pretty hard recently because of the rise in chicken prices. Is it a buy? I think if you're patient, it's considered it's something that you want to consider. You don't want to buy stocks when they're at all-time highs. You want to buy stocks when you have some opportunity to take some of the risk out. If you're buying a stock at an all-time high, then there's nothing but risk. There's nothing downside. Um, or there's momentum on the upside, but everyone's made money but you when you're buying at an all-time high. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.